Welcome everyone and welcome to 1010 Would Recommend, a very special episode, mainly because me and Gina are in the same room. together but socially distanced as is per the law. It is very, very exciting because since we started this podcast, we've never actually recorded in a same building. So this is nice. Yeah, it's very weird. It is very weird. But we're here together finally and we're excited about that and we are also very excited about what's to come in this episode. Gina, feel in. So today we're talking about uh, a show that is number one on Netflix right now. Yeah, we're, it is. We're talking about Sweet Tooth and we are speaking specifically to Adil actor who plays Dr. Singh in Sweet Tooth. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. He seems really great. He's been in a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. Um, so that's what's to come. But before we get on to that, T, how are you How are you doing? I see in real life you look absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'm good. I'm feeling funky, feeling fresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've realised how much I like the word funky. Oh, really? I feel like we don't use it enough. And I think it's a word that I would like to come back alongside Nang. Do you remember Nang? Oh my God. I want Nang to come back. So um, this summer, 2021, I'm going to be using words like funky and Nang. So I feel funky and this episode is going to be Nang. Um, You know what I love about you during this podcast, Kate, is that I feel like every episode you just slightly change your identity (laughs) slightly. Bigger and better, bigger and better every time. One day I'm going to listen back and be like, yeah, that's her. That's (laughs) That's who I'm going to stick with. Um, the mysterious girl died a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I wondered how long that would last. I think you did well. It didn't last the whole episode. Yeah, but when I tried to tell you that a couple episodes ago, you cussed me, so I thought, let me be supportive. Um, whatever. This girl. <laughs> <laughs> this, this week. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. How are you? Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm in a very good mood because we're recording together because it's always fun to be with you. Um, and oh, that was really earnest. That- and it's really sweet as well. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, that's really sweet. Um, so I wrote a book. I haven't spoken about it on this podcast, but I have read a book. Yes, you um, have. It's amazing. <laughs> there is a line in the book that says that, but I think that friendship should sound like that song. Oh, it's always better when we're together. So it's actually really cute that you said that because I absolutely love that song. <laughs> well, we are actually proper friends, aren't we, too? We are. So. And I know this is a um, Netflix TV podcast. I just want to swing it a little bit to the left. Let's do it. Just because of what we just said now. And talk music. Okay, okay. Um, there is a certain song that comes on in a lot of films. This is still linked, and it's a soundtrack to like a lovely day. Do you want to do like a montage of someone's day? And it's yeah. just kind of like just a really nice song. Yeah. So I just think that song is perfect. I can't remember who sings it. And there's another song that I think is the perfect soundtrack song. Okay. And it's Dancing in the Moonlight by Top. Oh, Hogan. I love that song. I think it's a perfect so song. So much. And I think it's a perfect soundtrack song. Imagine like a big at the end of a really good film and everything's happy and everything's well. Yeah. And it starts playing. We get it. Oh, I'll say bring that. Isn't it perfect? It is a really good song. What would your perfect soundtrack song be? Um, I like anything that's emotional. You know, I showed you that video. So I made a video um of me like with use my grandma's voice. That like nice background music that just makes you emotional every time and gives you goosebumps. So without further ado, let's get talking to our guests. Some stories 
start at the beginning. Ours begins here. This is a story about a very special boy. A boy we come to know as Sweet Tooth. Adele, thank you so much for coming on 1010 Would Recommend. Uh, we are so happy to have you here. Obviously, we're going to talk about Sweet Tooth, the new Netflix show, which looks amazing. Like, it looks really, really good. And um, Gina tried to sell it to me a few episodes ago, and she didn't do a great you job. You weren't willing to accept it. Your heart wasn't open. We have guests here. We have guests here. <laughs> what she said was, oh. it's about a baby who's a half no, a half a human. Yeah, but you didn't sell it, Gina. Come on, half a baby, half a king. No, no, Adil, no, please, please, Adil, don't. Yeah, go. You know what? You know what this? You know what it's like. Yeah. You know when a new person comes in and they start showing off. This is what's happening. That's what Tolly's doing. <laughs> I basically was like, because I was like, reference point, reference point. T, have you watched Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe? Do you remember Mr. Tumnus? Oh, because that's what I thought of. Reference. Thank you. That is a good reference. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. You're, you're, but she is right. I did not say it to her. So I guess yeah. the question was, sorry, T, you can continue. I did, I did interrupt yeah. you. Adil, I was hoping you would do a better job than Gina would and tell us exactly about this half dear, half No, you're lying. The witch in the wardrobe reference. I don't think I can. I think that's pretty on point. But okay, so let's see what I can do. Let's see what I can do. So it's. Basically, the start of a pandemic, um, oh, and a little side, and yeah, but a little side issue to this story is that we um, filmed the pilot early in 2019, okay. and my character had like a sort of eight-minute intro that they sort of made smaller for the whole se- whole series. And that eight-minute intro, it was the doctor, who's my character, Doctor Singh goes into a pharmacist pharmacy sort of like a boots type situation yeah and he goes into the pharmacy and all the drugs on the counter are all, are all gone all the cold and flu medicine all, so this is pre-pandemic right so imagine that so right, i'm okay. doing i'm in a, i'm flying far away to new zealand doing the pilot and in the pilot they're talking about this thing happening in flu and drugs and all that missing and people like this and then the start of it's like the, the world is slowly collapsing and in chaos and you know all that sort of stuff and then i come back to my local boots on woolworth road wow so then it was like this great so that was my so that was like, that i was trying to sell the whole show but i went off on a tangent suddenly i'm like this is a good tangent <laughs> <laughs> this is a good tangent. Yeah. But anyway, back to it. And then sort of put in the series, sort of post sort of pandemic-y sort of world, you find that there's these hybrid children that are born and nobody knows whether or not they're the cause of the sort of downfall and destruction of the world or whether there's sort of, they hold the cure because they're sort of not affected. Mm. That's basically the story. And it follows this little boy called Gus, who's sort of half deer half boy and he befriends Jeopard and they go on this adventure together to find Gus's mum basically and it's just so going through this sort of the world as if this pan the pandemic that we're all under had actually come to sort of full fruition and how people survive in that in that sort of in those chaotic times basically 
What's interesting yeah. is just that, like, because Gus is different and, like, he's in this place where people kind of want to kill him mm-hmm. and he has a group of people that want to protect yeah. him, I think it's quite true in life how many things that are different yeah. is kind of seen as the opposition and it's seen as scary and it's seen as something you kind of want to be That's against. a good thing to put out in the world then. Yeah. So you're sort of presenting a story which is you can't really categorise and you can't really fit it into a nice, neat little box because it's like a story that's not been told before. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. through the allegory of it, like through the storytelling nature of it, you're suddenly, your, your, your head and your heart is open to like, you know, your imagination, which is a wonderful thing to put out there in the world. Suddenly you're like, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I actually love it. And, you know, around the world, it's sort of like, ping, 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 like number one, number one, number one. So it's mm. like, maybe nice. maybe there's something in that, what you're saying, and the idea that you're yeah. sort of stretching people's imaginations over this story, which they wouldn't ordinarily be exposed to or something. Definitely, yeah. yeah. How does it feel turning on Netflix, and then seeing like your yeah, show that you're cool. in is number yeah. one in this country, in that country, yeah. in that country? How does that well, feel? what I normally do is when I hear the da-dun, I just repeat it back to the da-dun. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I'm in front of it, it's like a different person. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, it's not something that I can ever. You know, you work out. It's all yeah, all over the world. It's number one. So I don't really have words to sort of explain what that feels like. It's just sort of massively overwhelming. And but then when you simplify it in your own head, you just go, well, why not? You know, it's a it's a good yeah, story. It's yeah. beautiful. It's heartfelt mm-hmm. and it's moving. And you know, so yeah, it's, I can make sense of it. But it takes a bit. When I really think about it, I'm like, da da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this exact moment, I wish she was a rapper because when rappers are told that they're number one, they're like, yeah, of course we are. And I wish I could have the arrogance mm. of a rapper when I do good things. I'm like, well, of course I am. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something. Yeah, but there is. Yeah, yeah. that's good, though, because it's like you've got this mm-hmm. thing that, you know, is good and it's been shit. So maybe there's maybe I should be a bit more like a rapper like this and just go, yeah, you know, it's good. And people should watch it because I knew it was good and they should. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should like it. Absolutely, exactly. you, you did. did that. You did. Yeah, yeah. You definitely did. Yeah, yeah. You spoke about yeah. um, not this not being able to be put into like categorized into a particular box because it's a new story. What kind of yeah. genre would you say that Sweet Tooth is? Because I feel like mm. it's kind of it's like yeah. a little bit sci-fi coming of age kind of. A, yeah. There's lots of different things. What would you say? It's drama, family drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I we're at this really wonderful point, you know, now with stories and everything, where whenever anybody, and it, absolutely you welcome the question, but when anybody asks the question, you're like, I don't, I don't know, I'm glad I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm glad we're mm. sort of in this place now where, like, you can turn on a comedy and suddenly you're sort of moved and you start crying. Yeah. But I was a t- it was a comedy. Yeah. Why yeah. am I? And then the same with drama, you know, somebody's, like, you've got these really amazing sort of comedic actors doing drama and it's like... They're really making me laugh, but it's really heartfelt. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's exciting, isn't it? So I don't know, really, but I quite like the fact that it's melding into these sort of different genres and the worlds are sort of all melding together. And it's, yeah, and that's kind of representative of the story as well. Weirdly, like the story itself represents the kind of world that we're looking out in at the moment where it's like, it's all in there, you know, mm-hmm. it's all mixed up in there and it's just like, do you like it or do you not like it? You know, it's, yeah. It's got the range. It's got the range. It's, got, yeah, it's more than one thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more than one thing. More than one thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. So do you think it's going to be like a one-off? Or are you hoping to carry on telling the story? Like, what's your contract saying? <laughs> 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 Is it done? Yeah. It's gonna, I think it's going good now, isn't it? So it's like people... Yeah. It's all. It's just that thing. If people tune in and they like it, then and they want to see more of it, then I suppose they'll do more. And if they didn't, if, they, if it wasn't as good as it was, and if people weren't enjoying it as much as they were, then it just would. That would be the sort of only one. But I think we'll be coming back. I reckon it's like people are enjoying it too much for it not to. You know. Do you think there's more to, of a story to tell as well? Sometimes I think so because we're living that reality yeah. now, aren't we? We're sort of living that idea of like when we really came up against it and we really had to ask the sort of really difficult questions of ourselves, like what, you know, and everybody was doing it. Like every, like the most ordinary people were sort of living their most extraordinary lives, mm-hmm. you know, in the face of this sort of, in the face of these really difficult questions and everything. And so I think, I think there's a sort of appetite for it. Definitely. I think there's loads more to sort of explore in it story-wise. So what I'm really fascinated by is the fact that during our run of doing this podcast during the pandemic, there have been so many shows that have just happened to have been all started before COVID, but all happened to be about a sort of virus or pandemic. You know, we've got Sweet Tooth. We spoke to the director for Oxygen, which was about a virus. And then, the, you know, all these things. And, you yeah. know, I know people say life imitates art, but you mentioned yeah. about... um that you filming this then going back and having the exact replica yeah Um, what is that I guess like when you're part of a show that is so similar I mean obviously there are no we don't have as far as we know any hybrids we don't have have any dear babies we don't have any Mr. Thomas yeah we don't know yeah but like how strange is that and the fact that it's coming out during a pandemic and it's it's just I just think it's an odd experience. It's such an interesting experience as an actor. But it's weirder for me because it was the start, you know, mm-hmm. so there was nothing pandemic-y in the world. I don't know if you can put a Y at the end of pandemic. I think you can. You can. Do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Cool, thanks, guys. <laughs> there was nothing pandemic-y in the world or in the air or any anything, you know? So it was like, that made it even stranger because the, the types of stuff that we were talking about really sort of they meant something you know what I mean so it wasn't like this I mean right now there's there should be an appetite for stories being told about pandemic because like at the end of the day audiences want to see them their own self and their own experiences reflected in the stuff that they watch so there's a sort of cathartic thing going on where you go okay I feel a bit crazy and this is something it's a crazy story and you have a place to put your craziness yes but the this one the, st- the type of stuff that they were talking about, they've kept true to, mm. even though it was a pre-pandemic-y thing. So it was all just relationshipy stuff. I, I actually like when you put the wires <laughs> on the end. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It was relationshipy stuff. It was stuff about um, dads and sons and things about society and your group and who you belong and all that sort of stuff. And that was quite heartening because it made me go, oh, so even in the face of like this big sort of destructive force, you know, like a pandemic or whatever, those things are the things that see you through, you know? So in that sense, it was like a real heartening thing because I'm going, okay, so when it's all crazy and the the world's going nuts, the thing that is most important is, you know, your your community, the people that you have connections with embracing things that you might be a little bit scared of Mm. and you know those sorts of things so in that sense it was kind of really it was it was lovely to be 
It's lovely to be reminded of those things, you know? That's a good answer. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, what's it? Yeah. yeah. You mentioned earlier um, when Gina asks about genres and like talking about watching a comedy that made you like a comedy that made you cry or things like that. And instantly that made me think of oh. Back to Life, which you're in as well. Because that is we love that. a comedy as it is. But me and Gina absolutely yeah. we love, love it. it. And we love your character oh in it. Wow. And you play so many different characters and everything you do, but yet you nail it every mm. single time. Like you stay getting jobs. What is Oops, the secret? Busy. Like, yeah. How is it that you can be such an amazing like character oh, character, if that's the word? Yeah, yeah. I think it's maybe secret. I don't know if there is a secret. I think it's just like what humans do generally is just sort of go, you just, if it wasn't for the opportunity, then you wouldn't be doing those things. So somebody somewhere has gone, oh, I reckon you could do this sort of weird sort of dramery comedy thing, you know? Yeah. And then you go, oh, I don't know if I can, I'll give it a go. And then you do give it a go. And now suddenly people see you in, in that light. Yeah. And I think it's just really important to sort of be open to the opportunities that come your way and, and not feel like, you have to sort of present yourself in a particular way, like not see us. Oh, right, I'm a drama guy, so I'm just going to do the drama. Yeah. Or I'm a comedy guy, so I'm just going to do the do the comedy. It's just sort of going, yeah, you know. If you think you can do it justice, do the piece justice, then you just do that thing, and then suddenly, yeah, you know, there's more stuff coming your way that's like wonderful and interesting, and you know, quite original. Because the first thing I saw you in is Murdered by My Father, which I watched mm, years which you won ago a battle with my mum, and that yeah. was. Yeah, that was a massive deal because I like the the story was new to many audiences. Mm-hmm. Like you'd heard like random things in newspapers or things like that, but it felt very new. It felt like going into a world that I was I've never been a part mm. of and kind of wasn't aware of or anything. So I just wanted to give you yeah, the flowers absolutely. while I'm here to be like, oh, you did amazing in that so well that I couldn't <laughs> stand you, but in a good way. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Again, it's like somebody coming up to you and going. I really see you in this part, and then you looking at the part and going, "Well, what? what is yeah. <laughs> oh my. And then, and then you have more and more chats, and I suppose it all sort of boils down to sort of whether it's the sort of back to life world, or whether it's the murdered by my father world, or even the sweet tooth world. It's like the under the sort of common denominator between all those things is somebody's humanity and your job is to as an actor I suppose is to sort of excavate that stuff and find the humanity in all those things and sort of like you know and then present it with some emotional truth and then hopefully people see an insight into that story that they wouldn't ordinarily see because you know you're just sort of presenting it in an emotionally truthful way I suppose Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's and you want it varied, you know, you, you want it kind yeah. of, you want it sort of different and pres- yeah, uh, because it just makes the work more interesting and challenges you, but not too much, but enough to sort of go, you know, it's um, effortful and it's in a, in a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Does that mean you get recognised all the time? Like, oh, you're the guy from, from, you must get that all the time. I don't know what it is about my face, but it's like... <laughs> it's all good. I don't know what it is about my face, but I can just be in a place and sometimes I get the sort of triples. Sometimes I get the duh, 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 and they're sort of like looking and it's like, is it? It can't be, is it? It can't be. Yeah. But there's other actors I know and they go, no, that's the guy. So I think it's something about like, I don't know, and it's usually because I'm doing a school run and I'm really like, ah, oh, like, uh, you know, yeah, up against the time or whatever else. And it's like, 
So that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it takes a bit of effort for people to recognize me, really. But I think fine. that's the best. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We usually ask our guests for a recommendation um, on Netflix. But before we do, I have to ask you this before you go. It would be remiss of us to yeah, miss yeah. this out. Obviously, Sweet Tooth is a, it comes from Robert Downey Jr. and Susan Downey are at the helm. Yes. What is yeah. it like working with them? Like, did you have much interaction with them? Or if you didn't, that's fine. I'm just interested have, in what is that yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I had, we, we had the, her, their main producery person became sort of quite good friends with because I was able to take my, my kids and my, my wife and my kids over with me. Oh, nice. And we, yeah, yeah. So we were next door to sort of um, Amanda, who's their sort of main, main person. Um, and so we had this sort of house next day and they got the same age kids as ours and they were all playing. So it was really, it was really lovely. And, and basically the, the overall feeling is, and I think you get it a lot in Sweet Tooth. It's like you can sort of go to these quite hard places, um, things that are quite complex, these sort of storylines that are quite complex, but the overall feeling is one of like um, fe- feeling hopeful, you know what I yeah. mean? Just like yeah. it's it sort of leaves you, it's like a soft landing in amongst this sort of like crazy, crazy journey you've been in. And it's like, it still leaves you with that, that sort of sliver of, so, and I think that's like, you know, chatting to Amanda and everything. I think that's the sort of main sort of thrust of their, with the stuff that they do that, that came through it, that came through in, in, in Sweet Tooth, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Right. Recommendation. What's something that you've watched on Netflix that you'd recommend to our audience to watch on Netflix that you would 10 out of 10 would recommend? Masters of None. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew I liked you. You're a brilliant man. (laughs) Okay. Hypothetical for you. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Let's say we're at a party. Mm -hmm. Maxwell's playing. Love him. You don't know me. I don't know you. And I ask you out on a date. Would you say yes? Yeah. I said yes, then I say yes now. It's just challenging visually, you know, just like leave leave the shot on. Yeah. Leave it, leave it. People can cope, you know, and it's... The storyline, the acting was immense. Like it just, it just made me feel good that that is out in the world in the way that it is, you know? Nice. Um, we've got an episode with Naomi, if you ever want to fancy listening to it. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. She's brilliant. Yeah, She's like, brilliant. Absolutely yeah. Brilliant. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. In all the places you can find your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, she's absolutely brilliant, and the camera's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, and her, her, I, I don't know her, but I feel like you sort of. Well, we started this conversation a little bit. You sort of feel like you know her a little bit. Yeah, through, yeah. yeah, yeah, through the yeah, thing that definitely. she's doing, and it's like that's what you want when you turn on the. T- you want to go, oh yeah, yeah, I know that person, and that's I feel safe in their hands. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Adil, thank you thank so you much. So, so much. Cool. This has been a joy. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Once upon a time, bad people ruled the earth. They were greedy, 
and self-destructive. So nature made everyone sick. Excuse me, are you a doctor? And then a miracle happened. They called them hybrids, your kind. It's your job to live a full life. But some bad people are still out there, Gus. I love him. He's the best. He's so nice. He's so nice. And I think I said towards the end of the Zoom cut enough that I love him. And it was a mistake because I thought he left the room. But I hope he heard it. Yeah, I hope he heard you too. I think everyone could do with a little boost. Yeah, that was brilliant. He's brilliant. He's been in every show he's in but definitely brilliant and sweet teeth as well so let's talk other recommendations i'm really excited this week because i'm prepared to sell you a show why are you saying that like it's not your job i mean yeah it is my job you're like i did it like, yeah does everyone hear how i get bullied on this podcast i just want everyone to know um now this comes out this will come out next week for those who watch this episode uh sorry listening to this episode today uh and it's a documentary called sisters on track have you seen anything like no, a trailer or anything me. Mm-hmm. um so it's about these three sisters. Oh, God of mercy. It's literally, it's heart-wrenching. Like, they're so cute. Every day has something to do with the next day. You got to work for your dreams. They just don't come because you say, oh, please come. The Shepherds are a special case. They never ran before. No idea they were athletes? No, not at all. There's going to be a lot of coaches looking for them to come to their school. Education is the key. And that's the only way they're going to make it. It's about these three sisters. They're black girls. um, And they are being raised in New York uh, by a single mum. And they all run track. And they're each individually are really, really, really good at track. Like they, they go to track practice and they were originally homeless and their babysitter took them to track practice and they suddenly became really good and got all these opportunities. Um, I think Tyler Perry paid for them to stay in an apartment for two years. So they could no longer put, right? Um, so it's about, it's like tracking that journey. But what's cool about it is that like the eldest daughter is 13 um, and like it tracks... I just think the way that people do documentaries and they make like... I I want to make one so bad. It's amazing how they make a linear storyline when life is not linear. Yeah. Um, But like you can see how, you know, one of them is going through puberty Mm -hmm. and speaking of soundtracks being really important and music being important, um, they use Charlie XCX. I've been... I've been busy thinking about, about boys. boys. And it's like, the, and, and you can see like, she start, suddenly started to get interested in boys and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's just a really beautiful look into, you know, what it takes to get out of like, you know, a hard situation. Like they don't have a lot of money. Um, they were homeless, as I say. They have a single mom who's like looking to get a new job and they're being raised by the mom, but also by like their coach, and like their coaches at the track practice and everything. And they're just like, it's just, an, it's just beautiful. It's really similar to, I think it's similar to Cheer, but it's got more heart. I'm going to start watching that tonight, actually. Yeah, it's really, really good. So Tia, I feel like you always have very good recommendations. You set a precedent of being very good at recommending shows and being less shit than I am. So what have you got this week? Thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. Um, this is a film, actually. It's not a TV show this week. It is a film and it's called Private Life. I just don't want to find myself at 50 in some block association meeting trying to prevent the opening of a new bar. Richard, we're not turning 50 on East 6th Street. I'm 47. 
having a baby is an immoral act. Overpopulation, climate change, rise of neo-fascism. Did you take your Valium? Yes. Why? They're trying a by any means necessary approach. I thought they were done with all that and they were trying to adopt. They're still doing that. They're like fertility junkies. It was a film, I think it was made in 2018. So it's a little, actually, no, that's quite new-ish. Um, basically, it's an independent film and you can tell because it's not like loads of cast members or anything like that. It's based on a couple who were struggling to conceive. Mm. So they're in their 40s and they kind of tried all of the options, like just tried everything to conceive and it's just been really hard. And it is so sad. I'll be wow. honest, it is actually heartbreaking. And it's just like the realities of trying to conceive at a late age or if you just have issues conceiving. I don't I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. But it is really, really hard to watch, but it's central watching and you're gonna cry in it. Do you know them slow burner films where you feel like you learn to love the couple? Yeah. And you just want really good things to happen for them. Yeah. Life lives. Wow, but it's worth a watch it's a really really nice film I really enjoyed it I feel like indie films tend to do that like they don't have the glossy happy ever after like Hollywood films do I wonder if there's a film with Hollywood films which feel the need to give their audiences an expected ending I think there is I do do you reckon yeah definitely I think because I think that people want to feel satisfied yeah and they want hope yeah you know yeah that's true and maybe indie films don't have to give you hope they just have to give you realism yeah and sometimes it's more impactful not to give you the hope but you don't feel you feel less alone knowing that like yeah that's just everyone's reality is like that and what I realised of indie films is that, like, people dress how they dress in real life. Did you know like, when it's Hollywood films? It's like, no one's wearing that Max Marvel dress to Tesco's. Yeah. Like, everyone's, like, ridiculously dressed up in Hollywood films in terms of, like, big Hollywood films. But the, like, indie ones, like, a khaki coat. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's just, like, very normal things that people wear and own, but would tend to recommend private life. It's absolutely brilliant. Let me tell you how good it was. After watching it, I tweeted it and then went to look for the hashtag and just like talk to random people that they've spoken to no one I'd known had watched it and I just went to talk to someone about it so I literally just went on the hashtag on Twitter and just like people that I didn't know I love that I love that okay so you've got Sisters on Track as a new documentary that's coming out on Netflix soon and you have a, is it a, a Private Life or the Private Life Private Life uh, which is a film on Netflix too I think we've done really well there. Fantastic. Proud of us. All right. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Um, It was great chatting to Adil. um, And it's been great recording in real life. Please let God, let's hope it continues. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 1010 Would Recommend. If you guys have any recommendations, anything you want us to watch, please tweet us using the hashtag 1010 Would Recommend. And please watch Private Lives so I don't have to talk to strangers about it on the internet. Um, I have been Tolly T. You can find me at Tolly underscore T on Twitter and Instagram. And I have been Gina. You can find me at Smile Gina, that's G E N A, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and you can find at Netflix UK across all platforms. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye.